You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Well, good morning, Alan. Welcome back to Canada. Thank you very much. It's uh, nice being back. Um, We had a good time in Mexico. Uh, The weather was gorgeous. Yeah, Um, you got some color. Thank you very much. Well, you know, it's not so hard to take. We wake up and it's 25, and within, you know, by 11 o'clock, it's 30 degrees out. Oh, that's, that's tough. I don't know how you do it. Oh, as a matter of fact, on, the, on our last day in the sun, all of a sudden, this random cloud sort of just drifted over. <laughs> and my wife said, I think it's raining. And I looked in the pool and I went, yeah, it is. But, uh, but we were sitting under sun umbrellas, uh-huh. which did the job. Sure. And, and, it, and it blew over, so it was great. So, uh, not a whole lot of exciting vehicles down there, I must say. Yeah, not a lot of driving going on either? Well, uh, every cab is the same white Nissan Versa. Yes, yes. Um, I did see some vehicles, though. I, I didn't write them down. There's ones that I don't even know what that is. You know, like yep. strange, I'm guessing, Japanese or Korean imported Asian vehicles. And they, they, they have, it's, a, it's a unique market. They get unique vehicles in Mexico. Well, the big thing in Mexico was, I mean, to their own credit, was they said, if you want to sell a car here, you got to make it here. Or at least that's the way it was. That's the way it was, yeah. So, you know, no matter whether it was, again, Japanese or Korean or, or, or German or American, there was a plant there. Yep. You know, and, and, uh, and it worked well. Although I did see a thing, a Volkswagen called a Fox something or other. Kind of uh-huh. looked like a little SUV. Kind of neat. Um, but but no, not, no electric vehicles, which I was surprised. Probably not. No, Probably I, I, not. I, I don't know why. I mean, their, their infrastructure, I guess, is good. But, um, and, um, yeah, so it was a good time. Excellent. Excellent. Anytime I'm in uh, Southern California, I see uh, Nissan Micras yes. come up from Mexico because they don't they never sold those in the states. Okay, and uh, it's always funny because uh, Americans have no idea what that car is. Oh, okay. And as a matter of fact, there also was on our property um, a, a caravan with Alberta plates on it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a long drive. Yes, for sure, for sure. I mean, although most of the people there drove bicycles in and out of the complex where we were, <laughs> um, we didn't do that. And um, oh, and they're serious about their speed bumps. Oh yeah. Oh my. In fact, they have two different varieties. They oh. have your normal speed bump like we have here. Sure. And they have this other thing called a trope or something, and that's where it actually goes negative. So there's a big dip in the road, and, and and there's two that are adjacent to each other. And apparently, if if you whack it, and it's not a smooth transition. Of course. So if you whack it hard, you, you flatten tires. Uh, so uh, they take that very serious. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, speaking of serious things going on, well, uh, I, yeah, you we always s- drive hot cars, right? Yeah, yeah, but, I do. But hot in terms of performance. Yes. 
as opposed to stolen vehicles. Yeah, definitely, definitely not stolen. Which you would still have to drive fast, I guess, if you're yeah, being pursued. Yeah, yeah, but you can't you can't outrun the police radios. That's the problem. True. Do you or know helicopters. How, do you know how many cars were stolen in Toronto last year? No idea. Nine thousand five hundred. <laughs> 94. That's that's about 25 a day. Yeah, well, we were talking earlier, it happens in my neighborhood a lot. Uh-huh. You know, mid Midtown is Midtown is is crazy because you know people have their garages full of junk, so they park their hundred thousand dollar SUV outside, and then lo and behold, it gets stolen. And and if you talk to people who have cars have had cars stolen, you could next that next ask them. Was it your first time? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what happens now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. People love that car. They buy it. The thief loves it, takes it, and, and they get another one, and then it gets stolen. Yep. Well, there's got to be a way to prevent that, or at least the, to slow it down. The, the, and we've got someone on the show today that's going to help us. Yeah. Um, previously, we had uh, Dale Robinson from Auto Watch Canada. I missed, uh, I missed that. Uh, that show, but uh, they've got some cool anti-theft technology, some some really robust stuff. Exactly, and it's not just the club, which is a, not a bad idea. Not, but, not um, a bad idea, but this this is this is next level. Yeah, and, and, and if you ever watch, people always post videos now, eh, all the time. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll here here's my car getting stolen because I have it on my cameras. <laughs> yes, and and of course, I guess. Because it's COVID, nobody questions a guy in a mask. Right? That's right. Of course. <laughs> a mask and a hoodie. What, do you, what, what are you going to see, right? <laughs> I think he's about 5'9". That's about all I can tell that, you. That's it. And, uh, and they get them within minutes. You know, they, people are amazed. Like, no smashed windows, nothing. No, I heard it's uh, about 30 seconds, and it's all electronic now. It's yeah. pretty pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. So, no, you know, you don't need to break into a car anymore. It's all uh, all done electronically. Now, if your car has been vandalized or broken down and you need parts... We, we've got someone else on the show, too. Troy is calling in from Kenny Upol, and uh, and also uh, my pal Dave Pratt from uh, Speed Academy on uh, on YouTube, who also loves driving fast. Well, speaking of fast, we're going to have to get out of here because I uh, hear the music, and that means we got to bail. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, finally back from vacation. Very excited to have you back, Alan. Thank you very much. It's uh, been a nice break, but um, lots going on. Lots going on. You know, we I even on my holidays, of course, I took my phone with. I mean, everybody does. Yeah, of course. And I don't know how many different news stories we get. You know, on the wire. Yes. Um, throughout a week, and, and and different magazines, but uh, big lawsuit going on. Tesla owners. Not happy. No. That, well, you know, I think that's uh, that's inevitable. But um, it, I don't really follow Tesla all that much. I just I, I, I know you, I, you, I know, you know. You, I know you behooed them, and, yeah. and and I didn't really know a lot of people did have them. Um, and and in fact, uh, you know, I thought they were like pretty much bulletproof. But that, I'm seeing that that's not the case. Obviously, no. And then on top of that, because because I had to reach out because I mean I, it's still not a lot of people driving them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't stop strangers in the street, you know. Especially <laughs> when you're... Be a little creepy, Al. <laughs> yeah. But I did ask a relative who, who had a, has an X. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Y, which is the gullwing door. That's the, the Y. The Y. And they said it was perfect, um, except just recently mm-hmm. um, they had a suspension issue. Yep. And I went, oh, and what did you do? Well, I, I took it to the dealer because I thought I had to. And $4,000 later, you know, they got shock absorber change and I went oh that's nice that sounds like an awful lot of money for absolutely <laughs> yes yes well it, uh, well that's what's going on in the states now is people are saying okay I, I'll, I'll buy your car and when it's under warranty I'll come back to you but you can't force me to come back when I'm out of warranty yes and uh, but but 
They've I, and and I don't no no I guess they just haven't made the parts accessible to outside dealers. That that's exactly it. And you know they they want to control all of that to to their 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 customers' detriment. I think. And mm-hmm. you know on top of that they they do strange things. So for example, if you're the first owner of a car, right, and you order certain options that are enabled through software, mm-hmm. when you turn that car back in or they get their their hands on it or they know that there's an ownership change, right, they turn off those features so they have to be purchased again. Wow, so that's the over air thing they do. Yes, and, um, and 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 then, but but a lot of people are getting into that. I mean, on the plus side, I could see it because a guy I know the guy at uh, at Young Steels, Mark, mm-hmm. and who said, "Oh yeah, well we can do updates on people's cars and they don't have to come in," which is a lot easier. Yes, um, but they're using that same technology as you say to hold back or to stop the cars from doing certain things. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And 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 not that uh, not that other manufacturers are getting into that practice, but what some manufacturers are doing now are doing subscription services, particularly for things like navigation. Right, so it's a money stream for the manufacturer. Yeah, so they you know they they've seen other businesses, other industries do uh-huh. this, you know, monthly recurring revenue business model thing. Right. Uh, just like Sirius XM is in every car and Sirius gets their money every month. Yeah. Um uh, manufacturers are doing that now as well, and and I'm starting to see it roll out in new cars, particularly with navigation. Not with other features yet, but with navigation, for have, example. Have they kept it on the down low? I mean, yes. I, oh yeah. Right. So in other words, you know, when you're buying the car, the salesman's showing you the car. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell you, by the way. He just says it comes with the following, mm-hmm. and and I guess for that first six months or first year, it's covered. That's right. right. And, and then one day. It says, please subscribe if you want your navigation system to work. (laughs) (laughs) At which point you're going, what happened? I bought the car. I own the car. How come I have to pay again? Exactly. Exactly. So it's a a funny business, but we're going to start seeing that roll out a little bit more, and that's going to be more than just navigation. That'll be features. So if you want your heated seats to work, you're going to have to pay. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a different world. I'm not a fan of this at all. And I think what uh, what what car customers, car buyers need to do is speak up. That's the only way it's going to change. Well, I, you know, and I and I, I bought the line, of course, is that to do upgrades, which is great. In fact, again, this fellow that, who has a Tesla loves it. He said, in fact, he didn't have to pay. So I don't know how they got he got away with it. Mm. But he said, all of a sudden, my car will do the following, and they, they send me a list. And I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, what was even better was they didn't send him a bill. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess probably it's like the first one is free. You know, it's like that old drug culture movie, that's right. you know. Yeah, here's yes, a little taste. here, you'll like this. <laughs> and then, um, you know, they say, well, if you'd like to continue, you got to send us some money. That's right. All right, speaking of paying bills, we got to get out of here. And uh, we're going to have Dave Pratt on next. He's a great guy and uh, a YouTuber. Brian knows him. And uh, I'm sure he's going to be exciting and have some amazing stories. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, finally back from Mexico. We did miss you, Al. Your chair was uh, kept warm by a couple of friends, but uh, I, we still I missed heard, you. as a matter of fact, that Mr. Steve said to me, have Brian show you the video with uh, with um, with Carrie doing your intro. Yes. Uh, apparently, it's hysterical. Yes, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> Yeah, enough about that. Al's <laughs> finally back from vacation, but on the line with us is my pal Dave Pratt from the Speed Academy channel on YouTube. Dave, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? 
Hey, we're fantastic. It's a, it's a lovely day here in Toronto. Now, you're, you know, some of our listeners know I have a YouTube channel. Your channel is very uh, different than mine because you guys actually work on cars. I'm, I'm, I'm not mechanically inclined, so I don't. I, I just, you know, I'm a dumb racing driver, so I just drive them. <laughs> I've got a bit of that too, but uh, luckily my my business partner is mechanically inclined, so I kind of ride his coattails on that, and then I uh, I drive. The, the cool stuff that we get to build. So, so, so you uh, come I up with the crazy ideas, and he's the one who actually does them. <laughs> yes, yeah, sadly, that's often the case. Although <laughs> he has plenty of crazy ideas himself, so uh, sometimes I get dragged along for the ride. <laughs> so, you've built uh, you built a bunch of track oriented stuff. Out of out of uh, all the stuff you built over the years, what's been your what's been your favorite? Man, that's a tough. That's kind of like asking who your favorite child is, but. Um, I'm still nostalgic for the first car we built on the channel, which was in 2014, 2015, uh, which was a Honda S2000. Um, it was the cheapest, probably the cheapest. We called it the cheapest S2000 in the world at the time. I bought it for 4500 bucks from a buddy of mine who had like parked it on a side road in Toronto and kind of left it for dead there. It looked like raccoons had been living in the interior, and uh, it was a, a salvage title car that he, he brought in from the States. So it, it needed a lot of love, but we... we we put about uh, you know a full summer worth of work into it. We replaced every nut and bolt and bushing and ball joint on the whole car and and turned it into a really fun street car and and a, and a track car. So we, we took it to our local track here at Toronto Motorsports Park and um, just you know tested it every step of the way. So every time we'd make a change to the car, we, we would test it and um, it got better and better the more time we put into it. And uh, it was just a blast to drive. I, I love those cars, the way the, the gearbox feels and. The way that car feels on the street and at the track is just it's it's a very visceral driving experience. So I'm I'm definitely nostalgic for that car. It's it'd be high on my list of ones to uh, to buy back if I ever get the chance to. Now, now is this is a case of you just souping them up, so to speak, or do you do a whole transplant. Like, would you pull a drivetrain out and put in a small block, for example, in that same car? We, we we do do that. We we have done quite a few engine swaps on that particular car. We didn't. We left the S2000 engine in there because it's a pretty special engine already, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 1977 Toyota Celica or Celica, depending on what country you live in. Yep. Uh, and we are in the midst of putting a modern Toyota motor in it. So it's a, a Beams 3SGE motor out of a, a Japanese model called an, a Toyota IS200. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Lexus IS300, but it's a two-liter four-cylinder engine instead. But it's it's a high-output motor. It puts out like 207 horsepower and revs to 8,500 RPM. So it's a, it's a pretty special engine and it'll really bring that old 77 Celica to life and uh, yeah we're we're deep in the throes of that right now I think we just published a video 10 minutes ago on our YouTube channel about that particular project which is been a, a long-standing one it's sort of been a, a passion project of mine so it's sort of come and gone on the channel we work on it when we have a minute here and a minute there so it's uh, been a long drawn-out build but it's uh, yeah it's one of the engine swapped cars that we've done but we, we've done many uh, you know V8 swaps we've done four-cylinder turbo swaps we've done inline you know turbos like the 2jz motor out of the toyota supra we've put into a, a bmw uh m3 so really? like a, an e46 generation so mid-2000s era how many how many uh, bmw owners got upset <laughs> yeah, so we, we do hurt the feelings of some purists no question about it um uh, but you know that that's a, a really interesting car we bought that a very high mileage car with a motor that needed basically a full rebuild so it wasn't like we were taking a, a healthy engine out of a car and, and throwing it in the scrap heap. It, it was kind of scrap at the time. So it was a perfect candidate for a swap like this. And 
our audience is kind of, you know, expecting us to do things like that. So we didn't attract too much hate for it. Um, and, it, it, you know, in some ways it was fixing the Achilles heel of that car by putting a really stout, reliable engine in what is a great chassis. So it, from our point, from our, you know, demented point of view, we were making that car better. And uh, thankfully, some of our viewers seem to agree with us. Um, and, you know, it also like doubled the power that that car made. So that's never a bad thing in our in our books either. No question. So you took it to the track before and after? We do, yeah. Generally speaking, we'll like do a baseline test of the car out of the track so we kind of see where we're starting. And then as the builds progress, we go back and, and see how much quicker it's getting. Or, you know, and also we, we're honest about how much worse we're making it in terms of, you know, NVH, uh, you know, noise and r- road harshness and uh, ride quality. All of that degrades if you turn your car into too much of a track car. So we are honest about those things. And as we get older, we're trying to make our cars quieter and a little more civilized on the street and a little less, you know, race car for the street. So, um, but yeah, we, we try to be as honest as we can with our audience about the fact that if you're prepping it for the track, you're making compromises to how quiet and comfortable it's going to be as a, a, a daily driver. No, exactly. In fact, um, I, I, I'm amazed by the hooligan kind of cars I am seeing out there. Um, I, I was driving home from, you know, I, I play music for a hobby and jam on Thursday nights, and I'm heading down to 401, and all of a sudden I hear this sound that's, like, incredible, and, and a shot, this guy goes by, and, and they're always high-end. I mean, these are, like, Mercedes, BMW, sounding like, like, like it's a track car, you know, like I'm sure. watching the Winston Cup, and, uh, and, and he's going crazy, and I went, they just ruined a good car. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. But you, like, I, and I could say, you know, fine if it's your toy, but you, you don't want a daily driver to be, you know, hanging that, out that's, like that. That's the thing. It's so, it's so easy to, to ruin a fine road car by, by going, you know, two track spec. David, as you know, the, the things you need that to perform on track don't necessarily work on the street either. No, especially not in the streets where we live. I mean, we've Pothole City... Well, our shop is in Stony Creek where, you know, you, you need a, a Hummer or a Jeep to, to, to dodge the potholes or soak them up. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're certainly becoming more and more conscious of the fact that, you know, these cars, as we modify them, are, are, are not enjoyable as street cars if we make them too stiff or too low or too loud. So, um, you know, it, there are cars that we still do that with because our inner 12-year-olds tell us to, but for the most part, we are building our cars more and more now to be nice street cruisers, still fun and, you know, fast, but not too harsh, I guess, is maybe the way to put it. And there's certainly, I mean, you can buy brand new cars off the lot now that are so loud and so fast, it's kind of insane. So, you know, we tend to play with cars from the 90s or um, the early 2000s because they're simpler and easier to work on. There's not a lot of you know, computer stuff to deal with. Uh, so that's sort of our preference. And All right, Dave, we're going to have to bail. What's your YouTube channel? Oh, YouTube channel is called uh, Speed Academy. So, yeah, if you just jump on YouTube and uh, have a search for Speed Academy, you'll find it there. Well, Dave, thanks very much for joining us. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman. And uh, joining us on the phone is Troy DeHannick from Kenny Upol. Troy, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys? Fantastic. We're doing good. You get a million people out there, even in the cold weather, to, to bust knuckles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- tell, uh, tell our listeners what Kenny Upol is. Okay, so Kenny Upol is a serve automotive recycling company. We are actually Canada's largest self-serve automotive recycling company. Um, 
basically what the concept is, is we have a network all across Ontario and Quebec of uh, different locations, 26 in total. Mm-hmm. And we purchase cars, uh, usually end-of-life vehicles. We bring them in, um, we, we de-pollute them, uh, so we take out the gas, the oil, the transmission fluid, antifreeze, freon, all that kind of stuff. And then we set the cars out in our yard in a very uh, organized and safe manner for customers to come in and essentially bring their tools and pull their own parts off. But at the same time, do you do you sell the parts? Do you dis- do any dismantling at all, or is you strictly leave it up to the amateur? No, we leave it. It's 100% uh, U-Pull service. Um, the only parts that we do sell is uh, if we identify like-new tires, uh, good batteries that uh, we run through a strict process to ensure that we can uh, you know put our name behind them. We offer a two-year warranty on the batteries. We sell washer fluid. Uh, we sell coolant. And certain locations actually do sell whole cars, uh for um, people to just drive away. But, okay, again, so it's not a traditional auto wrecker. It's like, I, you know, I, if I own a body shop, I can't phone you and order a fender and a door. You don't have that. Or no, you-, you can't order a fender or a door, but what we can do is we can tell you exactly how many cars that exact year, make, and model we have in our yard. Right. Um, and we can also provide a photograph on our website of what the vehicle looked like front and back when it went into the yard and the date that it went into the yard. Oh, my God, it's the right color. It's even the right color. (laughs) So our inventory is actually, our full inventory is actually available online at kennyupool.com, where anyone can go and search for their year, make, and model vehicle in any one of our branches. Um, And we also have a really uh, unique uh, program called Alert Me, where you can sign up in our Kenny garage for, um, you'll receive an alert with a photo of the vehicle that you're looking for uh, the, the moment we set it in the yard. So you can be the first to come and pull parts off of it if you want. All right, question. I mean, the parts sometimes are large and heavy. What happens then? Well, we have wheelbarrows and carts that are all rated up to about 800 pounds in the yard for people to use, and we also have A-frames in all of our yards, so if you want to pull a motor out of the vehicle, then um, it's there to assist you. The only thing we don't allow in the yards is torches, grinders, or jacks. I mean, we set the cars in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. So we want to ensure that they stay safe and people aren't jacking up the cars, and then torches and grinders can cause fires, and obviously that's bad for business. Troy, I've heard, and I'm not mechanically inclined, but I've heard that on occasion you can uh, come in as a customer and basically carry out as many parts as you can physically for a set fee. Is that right? We don't participate in that program. Um, Other recyclers uh, traditionally have. Now our prices are already uh, the best on the market. We're we're competitive with uh, absolutely everyone, so... Uh, there's really with us with our brand. There's really no need for that kind of a program. Now, question. Uh, so, I found that you have this car that I'm looking for, and and I want to take the fender off or the door. You you price it before I get there. We can. Our price list is actually available for each of the branches online. Uh, when you come in, you do pay a four dollar fee and sign a waiver to go into the yard, mm-hmm. and we can give uh, the the customer service team can provide pricing on absolutely anything you want before you head in. And the beautiful part is that it's not vehicle-specific, it's part-specific. So a fender's a fender, whether it comes off of a Honda Civic or a BMW, it's one set price. Even though market price might actually be different from one fender to another? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. (laughs) I remember I changed cars, and my insurance jacked up, and I went, it's the same car. He said, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) They said, did you ever price a hood out for a Volkswagen Scirocco as opposed to a, a Rabbit? I went, no. Well, Check it out. You'll find out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I said, it's, but it's the same four bolts holding on. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> and so um, 
But so, like you say, it's basically you know you come in, you take, the, you dismantle it, you take a part off, and you you haul it away, and you find out beforehand how much it costs. That's great. Yeah, that's basically the concept. And like I said, we do um, we do have in certain locations we do sell vehicles. Sometimes someone will you know uh, sell us a vehicle that we identify as uh, it still runs and drives just fine. There's there's plenty of life left in the vehicle, uh, and we will resell those vehicles. So um, you know if someone's looking for a car for college or 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 just uh, an economical option to get around Mm -hmm. Uh, certain locations we have that to offer as well now where are you in terms of you know i mean we're obviously in downtown toronto how close are your facilities to us we have uh 11 locations across ontario right now Mm -hmm. soon to be 12 Uh, so if you're in downtown toronto your closest options would be we have a location in ajax Mm -hmm. one in newmarket uh one of our largest operations in ontario is in hamilton and we have a location in Peterborough as well. And then beyond that, we're in North Bay, Ottawa, Cornwall, Sudbury, St. Catharines, London, and soon to be Windsor as well. All right. I mean, weather conditions, um, all, all this work is done outside, eh? You don't have any inside facilities to do this? No, we do not have inside facilities, but we do our very best to make the yards ex- as accessible as possible. So we, we do snow removal, we, we salt the yards, we put sand down to keep things nice and safe. You know, we make sure that uh, we, we cater to our customers as best as possible. Um, our, our yards are very clean, very well organized. You're not going to find parts littered all over the place. We do actively clean the yard mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis. Uh, so it, it makes it as uh, good of an experience as you can possibly have when you're pulling your own parts. And do you tie the dogs up or feed them well? <laughs> that's a, Unfortunately, that's a practice for uh, about 20 years ago. <laughs> Now, Troy, uh, I'm assuming that customers have to bring their own tools, but let's say somebody loses their 10-millimeter socket, as they always do. Can you help them out? Certain branches do have an assortment of tools that we can loan to you. Uh, we don't keep an inventory of the tools because, you know, sometimes we can lend a tool out and that one can go missing too. No way. Uh, we do our very best to uh, to help our customers. Now, when you pay to get into a Kenny U poll, that gets you into any Kenny U pull and all day. So it's it's a one-time fee for the day. So if you do uh, visit one of our branches and you identify some parts that you want to get and you don't necessarily have the tools, you can leave and go home and get the tools or go to a Canadian Tire and buy, you know pick up a tool that you need, and you can return the same day um, and, and pull the part. Or as I said, it also gets you into any branch that day. So if you're in St. Catharines, you don't find the part that you're looking for, but you know that Hamilton has cars for that uh, that you're looking for, you can head down the road to Hamilton and they'll let you in as well. But no torch. All you got us to use is a B- BFH, right? <laughs> no. You can bring in Sawzalls. Uh, oh, you can bring. Okay, okay. You can bring a Sawzall. Sawzalls, uh, they're different than grinders. So Sawzalls are perfectly fine. Ah, okay. That's getting a little bit better. But yeah. Although at the same time, I mean, you don't want to see Buddy hacking up a good part to get the part that he wants. I mean, do you, do you have people that walk around to sort of, you know, not administer, but look around and watch people are doing uh, to obviously make sure they're doing it in a safe way, but also not causing too much damage as well? You know, uh, not directly, but we do have, uh, there's almost always staff members out in the yard doing work. Uh-huh. And to be honest with you, because uh, we keep our yards so clean yes. and so customer-friendly oriented, mm-hmm. uh, we do find that a good majority of our customer base will actually identify customers that are causing damage within our yards to our staff. Okay. Um, and again, it's because, you know, we provide garbages, we, uh, you know, the rows are easily accessible, 
Uh, it, it's very clean. A lot of our yards actually have reclaimed asphalt as a surface that you're walking on, so you're not trudging through mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, we're really proud in knowing that our customers actually take pride in shopping with us as well, and we really appreciate them. Question two, in terms of warranty, for example, I you know, I take an alternator off one of the cars there, and I go put it on my car, and it doesn't work. What, what happens then? So we offer a 30 days for an exchange or an in-store credit. Uh-huh. Um, and that's across the board on everything except for tires. Mm-hmm. Tires are final sale. Right. Uh, but that covers a fender to a motor, a transmission, alternator, light, you name it. Oh, good to know. What's, uh, what's, the, what's the most unusual or exotic kind of car you've seen in the last little while? <laughs> we, we get all sorts. Um, one, of our, uh, one of our yards actually had a uh, small school bus in it. Uh, we've seen Porsches come through. Um, there's a uh, there's a Bronco in our St. Catharines location currently. A new one or an old one? An old one. Oh, an old one. Oh, okay. I thought wow. you meant like a brand new one. Yeah, no, the, the Hamilton location has a Hummer H2 in it uh, currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get uh, just a wide variety of vehicles. All right, now how do I look you up? So just uh, KennyUPull.com. Kenny, you pull like the letter U, of course. Yes, and sir. Pull, okay, uh, easy enough, and that'll uh, hook you up to any location. It'll say, "Put in your postal code," and we'll tell you where the closest store is. Well, I, I like the idea of registering for cars that you're interested in. That is that is a brilliant idea, Troy. Yeah, and you know, one other thing that's, uh, that our company really prides itself on is that we're an industry leader in health and safety and environmental standards. So we don't cut corners, and we have all state-of-the-art equipment to make sure that we're properly protecting the environment. Uh, we are a recycler, and, and the key to recycling is actually, you know, preserving the environment, and, and it's about sustainability. So that's one thing that we're proud of. So if a guy loses his finger, you want to save it. You're going to recycle that finger. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <You know. laughs> we, we've got a cooler with ice. Here, you take it. Go to the hospital. We'll see you next time. Kenny, thank you very much. It's always fun. <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, see, I'm calling him Kenny because yeah. it's, it's, it's Kenny. It's Kenny, Troy. Kenny. It's Troy. It's Troy. It's Troy, thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. Wait, wait, I, I can't dial. My finger's bleeding. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman here in studio. He's no longer in Mexico. Nice to have you back, Al. Hola. Hey, yeah, hola, really? Hola. Okay, we're going to turn to a Spanish program now. Dos cervezas, por favor. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of early for that. It's, it's a bit early. Yeah. It's a bit early. Joining us on the phone is... Dale Robinson from AutoWatch Canada. And, uh, Dale, you've got some very cool anti-theft vehicle technology. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. This is a real issue. We talked about this. This is a real issue, auto theft in Ontario, let alone Canada and the world. Yeah, let me just to give the numbers out quickly. Toronto Police reported in 2022, 9,594 vehicles were stolen compared to the year before where they only got 6,000. I don't know why that difference, but... Uh, <laughs> it's a whole lot of cars. That works out to 25 vehicles a day, eh? Yeah. I, I, um, we have a police officer we did their Durango for last weekend, and he said they're averaging five in Brampton area alone. Wow, a day. crazy. Yeah, why, why, do you, why do you think the big influx? <sighs> it's all about money, I guess. I mean, they figured out the technology on how to get into these cars, you know, key cloning. Bob cloning. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's it's an issue. But obviously, a lot easier than it used to be. Yes, maybe not back in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, but certainly in the last you know ten years. 
Well, today we're seeing, you know, and we see this all the time. So, you know, somebody, you know, posts a video from their security camera and basically a couple guys walk up to a car and in 30 seconds they're gone in that same car. Now, your technology really uh, is, a, is a serious deterrent to that kind of theft. Yeah, our technology puts the car completely completely to sleep. There is no frequency emitted that they can pick up on with their scanners. Now, that's exactly what they do, eh? They have a scanner, which is kind of like a radio, and it, and they go close to the car, close to the house, pick up the code from either your key fob or from the car itself, um, and then they know how to clone it, and, and that's how they get your car, right? Now, exactly. and your device makes that impossible. Yes, it puts the car completely to sleep. Our, our, once our system is installed, there is no frequency emitted through any way. The car is completely immobilized. Oh, question. So let's say someone came close to the house and, and, and somehow got your key code, right? Could they open your door? Yes, they could. So they could they get, get in, in the, the car, car, but the car is not going to start? start. The, the car will not start or will not move, depending mm-hmm. on the vehicle itself, until a, a private PIN code, same as your bank card, that only you know is entered into the system of the car. Then Ghost comes alive and you can drive away. Perfect. And um, how long does it take for you guys to do the installation? Depending on the vehicle, we're two to five hours, believe it or not. It's very technical. We're very thorough. We're very methodical in how it's installed. And we have numerous tests we do once the install is done to ensure it's completely immobilized. Now, you saw one in the olden days where there'd be some ugly buttons or a keypad somewhere on the dashboard. You, you don't have this kind of stuff anymore, do you? No, we, we are one of the only systems that uses no key fob, no relays, anything like that. Everything that you do in the vehicle with your PIN code is a factory button right out of the manufacturer. Could be it could be a host of different things. It could be your cruise control on off. It could be a window up. It could be a window down. It could be a rear defrost. There's a multitude of, and you could use a pin code from four to twenty pushes, depending on how how good your memory is. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't work for me. So, question: no. If it if it's not, let's say somehow you forgot it, how do we get around that? We have. When you pick up your vehicle after Ghost is installed, you're given uh, a card, basically, mm-hmm. a card that has a virtually a scratch spot on the back that will give you a temporary code until you can get to us to re-enter and reprogram codes. That we do not recommend you keep in the car, obviously. You keep that in your house. Okay, but th- so that magic number is only going to work one time kind of thing. That's correct. All right, so question. I have a nice car. I go to a nice restaurant. They have valet parking. How does that work? We actually do have a valet mode installed in every car. So whether it's going to the restaurant or whether it's going to the dealer for service, right, you right. can enter a sequence of codes. It disarms the ghost temporarily. Um, the car can be moved, can be driven, but it cannot proceed over 60 kilometers an hour. Otherwise, the ghost will activate sort of like a hijack mode. And the vehicle will immobilize itself. So you're actually shutting the ghost down so the car reverts back to working with the normal key? Correct. Okay, okay. That makes it easy. That, that, is, that is some cool technology. Now, this works with, with any kind of vehicle, right, Dale? Yes, we work with all the major manufacturers in the world. Um, there's, I think there's less than five cars that we cannot do. Um, here at my one installation shop, we specialize in hybrid vehicles, which a lot of people will not touch. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so anything from Toyota, Lexus, Range Rover, Ford, Chrysler. We do a lot of Rams now, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there isn't a vehicle we can't do almost. And, almost. and uh, this this Ghost product, even though it's, you know, kind of, I, I just learned about it recently. It's relatively uh, new to this part of the world. It's very popular in other parts of the world. Our base com- major company is out of the U.K., and the system came between a, a couple of guys and a couple of companies out of the U.K. and South Africa, believe it or not, and it is massive over there. We have over a million installs worldwide. Uh, can, I, can you give me a rough idea of what the cost is of that? It, honestly, it depends on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, we range anywhere from 1295 to it could be upwards of almost $2,000. But for the most part, you're talking about a car that's worth fifty, sixty thousand, or two hundred thousand dollars plus. Exactly, we do a lot of Range Rovers. Ah, so basically, it's less than the insurance deductible. That's correct. <laughs> and, and and on top of that, with with all the major mania, all the major uh, insurance companies were IBC approved, mm-hmm. and most of them are given discounts if you have a system installed. Well, and and on top of that, it saves you like right now a, a huge headache because you know if your car gets stolen, good luck getting another one. Well, I'm also my other end of the business is in the automotive sales industry, and we are now waiting six eight months for F one fifties, Range Rovers. You know, we waited six months to replace a Range Rover that was unfortunately stolen from one of our customers. So yes, it's a big problem. Yeah, I don't think people realize it, too, though, that your your insurance company will only give you a rental for a certain length of time, eh? We just ran into that with uh, the gentleman on a Range Rover. We ended up uh, putting one of our cars on the road for him because he's a good client because they only gave him a certain amount of time, and he couldn't get a new car. They want to pay him out. They want to be done with it. And Dale, how do people find more information about uh, Ghost and AutoWatch Canada? You can email me direct, or you can uh, you can go on our website, which is autowatchcanada.com. There's an inquiry on there, um, and I'd be more than happy to take direct calls. So 1-800-646-3132, is that the right one? You can use that, or you can use the 905-306-9300 and get me direct. Perfect. Thank you. All right. All right, get your head back underneath the hood. you got to get that car done by the end of the day. It's going. It's almost done. (laughs) (laughs) This is Dave's. All right. And gone to the right guy, not to the wrong guy. Exactly. Thanks very much, Dale. Appreciate it. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max, and in the studio with Alan Gelman, finally back from vacation. And it's a big racing weekend right now. Twelve hours of Sebring sports car races on going on right now. Right now, started uh, ten o'clock, so we missed the start of that. Is Jimmy running in that? Uh, no, no, he's running in uh, in Le Mans. Okay, uh, in in the in the Nats in the NASCAR stock car. That's uh, oh, running. Oh, oh yes. is that this weekend? No, no, that's in June. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So that uh, they've got a practice weekend, first weekend of June, and I think the uh, the twenty four hour Le Mans is the second weekend of uh, of June. So yeah, actually, it was an exciting week. Um, I, oh, geez, I forget who it was. Was Denny Hamlin or something? He 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 bumped Ross Chastain last weekend. Yes, and and most of the time they go. Uh, it was just a racing thing, or he took the wind off my, yeah, you yeah. know. But but he actually came out and said he deserved it, and I did it. Yeah, on his on his podcast, and guess what? He got fined huge. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, that, that's that's what happens. I mean, you got you know, especially today. I, I've you know, I, I may have leaned on other race cars before, right? And you know, you know, you don't broadcast that. 
No, exactly. You know, um, that's not what it's about. But 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 people like to see the excitement. If he, if car just went around and nobody touched, uh, you'd, you'd have a lot less drivers, <laughs> yeah, a exactly. lot less people oh, watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nobody would watch that. And yeah, so uh, NASCAR is at the Cup is at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway uh-huh. uh, tomorrow. So that'll be uh, that'll be exciting. But uh, I'm looking forward to Circuit of the Americas when uh, when NASCAR is there because Trackhouse mm-hmm. uh, Ross Chastain's team is bringing back Kimi Räikkönen, the Formula One World Champion, to drive their Project 91 car. What do you think will happen? Uh, well, like last time, Kimi just got he was in the middle of the pack and got taken out. Um, I'd like to see uh, it's the new car is something that any driver can adapt to relatively easily. I mean, it's not like the old cars were, which are really difficult. The new cars are easy, easier to drive. So Kimmy should be able to get up to pace. The question is whether he can get out of the the mess of that mid pack sort of nonsense. And I, and I kind of wonder about the driver's mentality because that was always, you know, a good old boy kind of thing too. Yeah. I mean, I think that was why Danica really had a problem. She couldn't really succeed because, you know, it's such a closed group of, a redneck kind of people, it is. and it's like if you ain't one of us, you're an enemy. There's you know? there's there's some of that. I think less so now, especially with the new car. I remember Juan Pablo used to always worry oh, about that. Yes, I mean they'd bump him out for no particular for, reason. Yeah, for no good reason. Well, he's from Europe, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Colombian. <laughs> Even worse. Yeah, but you know he's successful in Formula One, successful in uh, in Champ Car, and uh, yeah, I, they, they didn't really like him. But um, you know who knows? I, I I just like I like the competition. I like the new car on road courses. That that is one of the my favorite things to watch these days and, and of course I'm a fan of track house yeah they've had, well they've added themselves to uh, you know lots of road courses rather than just the ovals that's right uh, and the racing on the streets of Chicago this mm-hmm. year as well it's a it's a it's a it's a big year for uh, for NASCAR yeah 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 but um, uh, and of course Formula One uh, tomorrow Saudi Arabia oh more 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 drama I'm sure did Lewis get a new crew chief uh, I, I there was some change I saw. I, I don't I know the what. Story. I, yeah, I don't know any of the backstory. So the, the leadership is still the same at uh, Mercedes AMG, mm-hmm. and uh, it's still Lewis and his uh, his teammate George Russell. But uh, they're they're performing a little bit better than they did last year. Mm-hmm. Ferrari is uh, carrying on with the disaster that was last year, and uh, Red Bull is simply dominating. I, I you know I always find that weird where you know because Red Bull doesn't make motors, right? No, they're buying them from. Well, they they've kind of brought that in house now. So oh, they, okay. they yeah, it's it's uh, it's the old Honda power unit, and they've brought all that in house. So they've got uh, Red Bull powertrains or something now. Well, right. I mean, if I'm Mercedes or Ferrari, and I want everybody to win, you know, I want my team to win. Mm-hmm. Why am I giving my my engines to someone else? Now that that those are the rules. So, for example, Aston Martin runs the Mercedes AMG power unit, mm-hmm. and they they finished on the podium with Fernando Alonso at the first race a couple of weeks ago. Well, again, I mean, this is where the driver obviously has something to do. With <sighs> That's the thing. Fernando Alonso can take a ratty old car and and uh, and drive it way above its uh, it, its station. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and and again, and that's the complaint now with a lot of the NASCARers saying, like Tony Stewart had just had a story because Tony could just steal a car from the parking lot, that's right. enter it into the race, that's right. and win. Yes. Um, because he, he could just handle the car. He could manhandle it. He could make it do things that nobody else could. But you can't do that with this car tomorrow. Yeah, well, this, the, you know, this, the, whatever the whatever they call this new car, it is. Uh, it, it's it's more like a sports car than than anything else. It's um, it's very it's a uh, it's a departure from what NASCAR has been using. Yes, and and, and it uses a lot of common parts. So yes. teams don't build their own stuff anymore. Well, they're trying to, mm-hmm. but but Mister Hendrick just had to pay. 
Oh, that's true. <laughs> Half a million dollars, I think, <laughs> because they decided they wanted to change something. Just a slight modification. Sure. Yeah, can't quite do that. All right, I want to thank our guest, Dale Robinson, of course, from Auto Watch. Uh, if you got a high-end car, if you got any kind of car that's on the hot stolen list, you want to get one of his devices installed. Yeah. And uh, Kenny Upol. Uh, yeah, Troy. Right. Yeah, we got it. Uh, if you need parts, go see Kenny Upol. And, of course, we had our friend Dave Pratt from Speed Academy. I and wonder if you they, could find your stolen car at Kenny Uble's yacht. How bad would that be? <laughs> That's my car. Well, he'll sell you the whole thing. Right, exactly. All right, thank you very much, Carlos, too, for doing a great job. And uh, everybody tuning in. Drive safe. It looks like it's starting to snow outside. All those people who called me to take off their tires, I'm still happy to do that. But uh, anyways, drive safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.